Hello, and welcome to another mini-episode of the Cosmic Savannah. My name is Andy Firth, and I'm excited to be your guest host today, taking a slight break from my work at the South African Astronomical Observatory, where I'm currently doing research on the improvement of radio data, which will also be applied to surveys from the Meerkat telescopes in the Karoo. Our guest today is Tiamiso Makwela. Tiamiso is completing her PhD in astronomy education at the University of Cape Town and has a background in astronomy and education, taking us down a very novel avenue in astronomy research. Today, we will be discussing the perceptions of astronomy in the broader South African community, as well as what drove her to pursue a career that is often underreported in astronomy. When I first met Tiamiso, I was in my final year as an undergrad student at UCT, and in Getting the opportunity to do this interview, I was really excited to find out what the work she was so frequently fetching from one of the printers in the astronomy department at UCT was all about. In our discussion and interview, we ran into the interesting avenues such as the marriage of Western and Indigenous astronomy, and the impact of concepts such as distances in astronomy as a predictor of future success, especially with a word like parsec being thrown around. To fully grasp the idea of a parsec, I really do urge everyone to look up the Wikipedia page on parsecs, as many astronomers have to do from time to time just as a reminder. It really does require a visual aid to drastically simplify an explanation in our brief episode alone, and trust me, that really does have a, the potential to become a word salad. For now, we can rest assured that a parsec is roughly equal to three and a quarter light years. And now, without another moment's hesitation, let us hear from our guest, Tiamiso Makwela. Hi, welcome to Cosmic Savannah. My guest today is Tiamiso Makwela. Hopefully I got that correct. Yes, you tried. Yes, <laughs> I tried. Yeah, I tried my very best. <laughs> um, and she's going to be telling us about her research in astronomy education, I believe, if my snooping on online has done any good service. Oh, well, you did well. You went online. <laughs> that's, that's really good research. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so let me ask you the, the question that most people fear in a party. So why did you decide to study astronomy education? Okay, so I, I really, really love astronomy. So that's like the start of it. I really love astronomy and I've always been interested in just knowing more about astronomy and just understanding how the universe works. But every single time I mentioned to someone that I actually love astronomy and I want to do astronomy, the question I got was, but that, how does that help people? Like, how does that help black people? You know, most of the time, black people just say that to me. How does that help black people? Like, you know, it's sort of like doing something that's typically useless. And then I got involved in doing some education research in my honors. And then later on, after I did my master's, I just thought maybe I want to do a little bit of astronomy and education because for me, that brings both the science and the people together. And that enables me to sort of like have some influence in the greater part of the education and which focuses on people. And in that way, I am reaching out to people in some way. And for me, that was sort of like, okay, science is cool, but if I cannot necessarily have any form of relationship with the science, for me, it's just like, uh, you know, so that's why I was, that's why I was really so motivated to be, to try and bring the science closer to the people because it is done by people anyway. Are you, are you, were you saying by that feeling you were having, you were feeling rather detached from yeah. some sort of application to humankind in yeah. terms of the, the uses for astronomy? Yeah, and, and 
for a person like I call astronomy the mother of all sciences, literally because I believe that, I mean, we grew up with astronomy. We have so many traditional and indigenous knowledge from our old people who will tell us all these things about stars, the moon, the sun, and that on its own is astronomy. But we've used that to integrate what we know about the world. Um, when we know when summer is, when winter is, because like our whole navigation system, um, the time, just knowing time and all of that. I feel like astronomy has influenced our lives so much for us to let it just be too far away from us at the same time. So I feel like the more advanced we got, the more we lost touch with the actual essence of astronomy, which which we all we always had. That actually brings up a you know, rather spark day. A question I've always really had is how do you marry two very different or, or seemingly very different studies of astronomy, such as the indigenous knowledge systems, as well as this very westernized, highly documented form of, of astronomy? How, how do you manage to, have you done any work in terms of how, how to marry those two spheres of, of knowledge? I haven't, I actually, unfortunately, I really wish to do this one day, but I haven't really done it. Um, I just know a little bit about certain things in a strong, like in indigenous language. So unfortunately for me, I didn't grow up in the rural areas and I wish I did because then I would have actually more rich knowledge in terms of that. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I, like, I, like, sure. Like the stories that those people tell about the stars. And then when you get into astronomy and you hear about these things and how they explain these things, it's just like, oh my goodness, they just missed it just a little bit, you know? So, um, yeah, I hope one day, maybe one day, but I, I haven't really done work in that. So, so what was your, I, I think you, if I read correctly, and please correct me if I'm wrong, um, your master's was, was in astronomy education as well. Yes. What sort of burning question do you have at the moment when it comes to astronomy education? At the moment, I am actually looking at students. I'm not even looking at the teachers themselves. So I'm looking at university students and how they interact with astronomy content. Um, and I'm looking at first-year students coming into the university. And we have found out, so I did a study when I was starting my, my PhD, and we found out that a lot of students struggle with understanding sizes and distances. But sizes and distances are also like two important things in astronomy because how well you do in those determines how well you actually do overall in the course later, 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 later. So it determines how well you do in the course, how well you understand the content going forward. And our sample in 2018, like about 30% of our students really couldn't understand sizes and distances. And they just like, they were not getting it right. So that was like a sample in 2018. And another sample was done, I think, in 2014. And we got similar results with them. But there's another group of teachers. There's a group of teachers in Norway and middle school students. So this is like grade 10, grade 9, grade 10 students in Norway. And we also got our results were pretty similar with theirs. So for us, it was just not about poor teaching because it's really easy for us to default to, oh, no, that was just poor teaching, especially in, in South Africa. Like, oh, yeah, 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 our science teachers, our math teachers are so bad. Definitely will get these bad results because it's poor teaching. But in this case, we realize that it is not just poor teaching. 
So poor teaching may be a factor, but it is not just poor teaching. And I, I, I just thought maybe there's a deeper issue like with understanding distances. And then that's when I just decided to look at distances and how we comprehend distances generally. Okay. Thank you, baby. I think our time's up. Thank you very much for your, for your time and explaining the um, intricacies of trying to convey the, the concept of, of distances to, to learners. Thank you very much for having me. Um, we haven't found the answers yet of how we can do that for learners, but we are still on the, on the journey. Hopefully running and not crawling. <laughs> Yes, yes, we are not crawling anymore, but crawling was very important for us to understand this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And what inspirational words to end off our interview with Tiamiso, a PhD candidate in astronomy education at the University of Cape Town. Today we learned that knowledge extends much further than what is said in the classroom, and that factors such as intuitive understanding of distances learned in youth play a pivotal role in understanding of abstract concepts in later life. A question which is often asked my way was, how is astronomy useful to humanity? And it really goes to show that research can have very many unintended benefits for humanity. And Siamiso touched on this too, that through research we have the opportunity to gather and collect indigenous knowledge of astronomy, which may serve as a great unifier of the human experience. We all looked up at the sky in wonder. And that's it for this week's episode of the Mini Cosmic Savannah. I've been your very happy host, Andy Firth. Thank you to our guest, Tiamiso Makwela, and to you for sharing this very exciting episode with me. Until next time, stay safe, everyone.